After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hi, this is Chico Resch. You are listening to the Let's Go Devils podcast on the Primetime Radio Network. Happy Devils Tuesday. This is the Woo Report, episode 147. I am your host, Sam Woo. Streaming live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and Twitch on the Primetime Radio Network. Welcome in all PucksandPitchforks.com readers, HockeyBuzz.com readers, Devils fans, as today, there's no game. There's no game for anybody. NHL pause the season till December 26th. I believe the earliest that players can check in that day is 2 p.m. Eastern. As things are starting to slow down a little bit, more mandates, and also we'll talk about Tom Fitzgerald's press conference yesterday about players' responsibilities, it's all the responsibilities on the players, shall I say. Yeah, so you know what? What are we going to do without any devil's hockey or any hockey of that co- uh, for that matter? And uh, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the mask mandate. The mask mandate by the city of Newark, by the Newark mayor, that uh, mandating that all masks should be worn indoors where there's a public gathering trying to pick up the press release uh, was somewhere by the city of Newark. So how's that going to affect our, well, going to the devil's game? Well, I I guess that's going to the bars beforehand where Taj Lounge 97.3 and all other businesses will have to comply. I believe... I'm trying to look it up here, looking for the city of Newark. 
they put out that mandate. But uh, basically, that they're ramping it up uh, effective immediately. As uh, COVID-19 and all that starting to increase. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mayor Ross Baraka today, which was yesterday, signed an executive order amid the spike in the new COVID-19 cases and emergence of the Omicron variant. Uh, we'll ask uh, all residents and visitors must wear a face mask, face mask at all times while indoors at any public facility in the city. Additionally, patrons must be seated while at a bar uh, and wear a mask unless the individual is actively eating or drinking. Uh, additional mitigation measures will be taken if uh, the city's test positivity reaches uh, 15% or higher for three consecutive test periods. All right, so that's what Devils fans uh, are going to have to comply with uh, once they come back. Uh, as of now, December 31st, against the Edmonton Oilers will be the first day back. Uh, but let's be honest here. I am not so sure if that date is going to be, uh, that game is going to be played, but we shall see, <clears throat> excuse me, what the NHL uh, would do. Also, the NHL, after Tom Fitzgerald asked, uh, you know, Asked the NHL for, uh, you know, to, to pause. Turns out the NHL paused everybody. As uh, all teams are, most teams are uh, struggling with the new COVID cases as well. NHL felt that the, the need to do that. And I think that's a pretty good idea. You know, why risk it? You're just a few days away to the traditional Christmas break that the NHL has on the 24th and 25th of December. Um, so, didn't matter anyway. Uh, but I will say this, though. I will say this. Uh, it's kind of scary what's going on. Good news is most of these players, or almost all of these players, are asymptomatic. Again, I hate talking about this kind of stuff when we should be really talking about hockey. But right now, that's what's in the news, and that's those are concerns. Also, I think Frank Sour Valley tweeted it out that, you know, several sources. And I, I think also Emily Kaplan of ESPN.com also put out there uh, the Olympics is uh, pretty much a no-go. Uh, I think right now that's what they're saying. Right now with, uh, I guess, the NHL and the NHLPA, I guess they're going to work in the next couple weeks. But that, that's what they're saying right now. Uh, that's the sign of the times. That's what's going on. And, you know, the NHL's got to be kicking themselves. They're not going in 2018. You never know what you have till you lose it, right? But, yeah, so Frank Sour Valley, you can um, find him on Twitter at Frank underscore Sour Valley. No surprise, but. Hashtag NHL plus hashtag NHLPA are in agreement that NHL players will not participate in the hashtag Beijing 2022 Olympics. 
Once they notify the IOC, an official announcement will come, perhaps as soon as today, maybe later this week. Now, the question is, will 2022 Olympics be postponed to 2023? Good question. You know, right now, it's just too soon. It was a good effort. But I think the NHL, you know, they had these things in place as a, as a fallback. The whole month of February is wide open, although some buildings are filled with events If in case you need to make up games. January 10th was the deadline before the NHL would have to pay uh, a fee if uh, they made their decision afterwards to uh, to cut loose from going to the Olympics. So they're getting this stuff in time, NHL being proactive uh, with proactive measures right now. So that's what it is. Uh, so enjoy your holidays, I guess. We'll be still covering, talking Devils hockey, all that jazz uh, throughout. Hey, we did nine and a half months without Devils hockey during the heart of the pandemic. We can survive a few days and still keep the podcast going. And I'll start writing more for pucksandpitchforks.com, hockey buzz, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So practices uh, will begin back on December 26th and the game schedules on December 27th. That's what we have so far. Let's see what happens. Hopefully, you know, you know the teams can catch their breath a little bit. And, um, you know, maybe we'll have hockey back, back to normal. But who knows? But I would expect, honestly you know, more stuff coming down the line as we're entering the, the heart of winter right now. Uh, also, Tom Fitzgerald. Let's talk about Tom Fitzgerald. Let's talk hockey. I want to save this, uh, the good stuff to the end here. So Tom Fitzgerald had his uh, press conference, if you want to call it that, yesterday. One of the quotes that struck me um well he said it has to come from that room referring to the players their responsibilities of turning this season around they have to keep each other accountable thinking that it's the players Within the locker room are responsible. I mean, ultimately they are. They have to push each other. They have to be committed to each other. The guy next to you, the guy across from you. That tells me he has confidence in the coaches, I would think. Although they are on the hot seat right now, I know fans have been calling for firings, but that hasn't happened. It's an opportunity for us to reset, Tom Fitzgerald says. 
reset, get healthy, and get to the second half of the year. On his remarks about the postponement and the state of the team. Reset what? I mean, okay, you hit the reset button, maybe they'll win the first couple games and coming back, and then now what? Does that really solve the problem? I don't think so. What are your thoughts? Facebook Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, let me know what you're thinking. But you know it has to be in the back of their mind. Maybe there is no plan B. Maybe this is the coaching staff and the players that they're going with, at least for now. Communication with the players? Well, you know, Tom Fitzgerald said that it's second to none. His door is always open. And that's good. It's good. It's good that you have a coach that communicates with the players. I think Lindy Ruff is a good coach. I think Mark Reckie is a good coach. And I think Nazarene's a good coach. But the bottom line is the job's not getting done. And I wouldn't just pin it all on the players, but they have a good amount of responsibility to get it going. But from a fan standpoint, I think they put a pretty good effort in, but why aren't they finishing? Why are they playing sloppy? Shouldn't that be on the coaches? Or shouldn't it? I don't know. Let me ask you. JD from YouTube Live says, Lindy has to go. That's been the consensus. But I think Though ultimately it is the players' responsibilities, but my goodness, I wouldn't pin it all on them. I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Why they've started to tail off after that Tampa Bay victory back in mid-November. The Devils only have one win in the month of December. Think about that. Only one victory. In the month of December. I don't think there's been any improvements. There's been improvements in player personnel from last offseason, but it's the same results. How is that possible? I might ask. How is that possible? It just seems like you're getting the same identical results with the different players. Hmm. Think about that one. Think about that. Mike Rossi writes, if Lindy, Naz, and Recky can't put a spark in the players, then someone needs to because they look like a house team that has never practiced with each other before. Why? It says, don't win December. Whatever that means. Vincent Paul, Facebook Live, says Fitzy waiting until after Christmas to be a Grinch and fire the coaching staff. I don't think so. He would have done it by now, or would he? I, I don't know. But he, he sure seems like uh, he has confidence in the coaching staff. After all, he hired them. 
It's Fitzy's team right now. It's not Ray Shiro's team. Fitzy's uh, DNA is all over this team right now. And he was the one that hired Lindy, Cro Lindy Ruff as coach, saying that the interview process, that he felt that he was the right coach, he said at the time. And he was right for the New Jersey Devils. And Lindy Ruff's record speaks for itself. J.D. writes, uh, I think the team chemistry lost, uh, sorry, the team, I think the team lost chemistry when Hughes went down. I know a, a couple, only a couple games, but it never came back. Yeah, isn't that kind of strange? Uh, Bassett Guy on the YouTube Live writes, I understand people are upset Fitz came out and supported Ruff. GMs do that all the time. Then fire the coach. But people need to stop acting like Fitz is bad at his job. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. It would have been nice if Fitz took a little responsibility on his, you know, on himself instead of just saying, you know, the players. You know, I, I think, you know, you can't just put it all on the players. That's what I would have changed if I was GM. Take a little heat off the players. But at the same time, you know what? They need to get results. They're hearing it from the fans. It's been going on for years. Also in the news that David Blitzer is now uh, in negotiations of buying 35% of the Cleveland Guardians of the Major League Baseball. Ah, oh, the optics of that. Don't you, don't you Devils fans feel like you're just part of their portfolio versus part of their team? Portfolio, that's what we are, the New Jersey Devils. Part of a conglomerate portfolio called Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment. I don't know. I don't know. But those fans, those fans in Cleveland, they're used to losing, but maybe we should warn them what, what's about to happen to that franchise. I don't know. Mickey writes uh, on the Facebook Live, yes, accountability lies on the players, but direction and teaching lies on the coaching staff. Mistakes, mistakes need to be fixed by the coaching staff. Agreed, agreed 100%. Bassett guy now is responding. Blitzer buying the Guardians really has no bearing on this. They gave Fitz money this offseason. We need to win to be more attractive to free agents. Agree, but disagree. That's a guy. I agree with you. No, the mo money's not the issue here. Because if it was, I'd be talking about money. No, I think they're well-funded. I, To me, it's just leadership. Leadership. There's no focus from up top. On this organization, they've they're they're just buying up sports teams, 
like crazy. But neither one of them is actually winning. That's the point I'm trying to make. They're not winning. And there's a reason for it. Okay, everything looks good on paper with the Devils, the spreadsheets, the Excel sheets, whatever. Except for one thing, the wing column. 76ers, okay, they've had a couple good years, but honestly, after all those first overall picks they've had, after the league had to come in and clean house and help them build that team, the Sixers, and when you hear their star player wants nothing to do with their organization, that's, my friend, it's called a track record. And I don't see a track record of winning championships with this ownership group. Hopefully yet. But I don't know. I'm root, I was rooting for them in the beginning, but right now, you know, like Wyatt said, this is how the fans feel. Whether it's right or wrong, this is how the fans feel. Well, I'll, I'll read what Wyatt says on Facebook. I've said it before, ownership seems more worried about making money, not winning. Yeah, when the beer prices are number one in the league, number one in the league at, at, at Prudential Center, over Madison Square Garden, okay? I'm sorry, you may disagree, and you'd be surprised if I say this, but that's New York. They're supposed to be the top of the top. But, like, how do you justify charging that kind of money at the Prudential Center when you're not the cream of the crop? It's just, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. How much more do the fans need to suffer? That's a guy, Rice. Do you agree we have talent to be better than we are? If so, that is a different problem. That is my problem, but we can agree to disagree. Oh, yeah. Look, you don't have, I'm not going to ever try to convince you otherwise. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, which is what makes the Woo Report, Let's Go Devils podcast, that's what makes it fun. We're all Devils fans here. We're not going to jab each other. Because I think that a lot of it with fan with our fan base, our fan base is so territorial. You have no idea. Section wars. Those season ticket holders, they, they know what I'm talking about. You know, stupid things. Or I can't go to this bar because that guy's at that bar. Or, you know, you got this. There's so much fan politics behind the scenes for a fan base is not, you know, look. We, I think we need to all stick together, hence, which is why we started this Let's Go Devils podcast. Go have a drink at Taj Lounge 973. It's cheaper. Hey, you know what? A little medical report. So, uh, hey, I shouldn't be talking about my medical stuff, but, hey, I took a cholesterol test. It went down. It must be the catfish. I don't know how that happened, but it went down. I'm pretty happy about that. I, You know what? I like to tell my doctor I've been dieting, but no, the only thing I've changed since September was uh, eating the catfish at Todd's Lounge 973. Again, uh, I'm not making any medical claims or whatever, but hey, 
Stick to the catfish. Uh, Chris P. writes, the Devils just don't have enough talent. Fans uh, I are, ah, sorry, I'm messing this up. Fans, are we already know Zaka's a bust, but the guy's a third liner on a good team at best. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, look, there could have been better picks in 2015 that the Devils could have made. I, I mean, that was the year of Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. You know, um, but... Mike Ross, he says, I'll watch my Devils on TV, but I won't buy tickets, merch, or food till I see some changes. Well, I think a lot of Devils fans feel that way, but even now it's harder to watch your New Jersey Devils on TV because it's all over the place. Let's see, you got MSG. Uh, if you're a Comcast subscriber, nope, you don't have MSG. Uh, it could be on ESPN Plus exclusively on the app. You could be like me and get locked out of the app, even though it's being paid for. I don't understand that, but you know, that's the way it goes. Steve Tarter says Mercer, a keeper, who left out the $15 million men, Hughes and Nico. Uh, Amanda Stein put this out there in her 10 takeaways. Amanda Stein, team reporter. Uh, she said that uh, only seven games played when Nico and Hughes are in the lineup this year. That's a very small sample size. Uh, but yes, they are making a good amount of money for the New Jersey from the New Jersey Devils, and that's a lot of money to give out when you're not seeing that superstar results especially in the wing column. Basic guy says, I agree. Some players have been thrust into roles. They are not meant for some of that is injury. Some of that is lack of talent in that area. Our wingers are weakest point. Agree. You know, we don't have that killer instinct. Chico Resch has been asking about this for quite a while. What's the team's identity so far? far as I know, the team's identity is they're young and the future is bright. <laughs> That's all I know. There is no identity. In years past, what defined the New Jersey Devils? Defense, goaltending, hard hitting. Right now, you don't get all three of it with this New Jersey Devils team. What will it take to get Quinn out of Vancouver? At this point, give them whatever they want because if it continues, it won't be long until Jack wants out and requests a trade. Vincent Paul, the Facebook Live. Well, you know what? Let's not worry about Quinn. But I'll tell you what, Vancouver been winning since they fired everybody. Their owner saying, hey, I was being a little too patient. Hoping for the best. You can't have a game plan on hope. You've got to take massive action in order to get results. And I think that's what the fans are trying to say to the Devils organization. You got to do something. But it's on Tom Fitzgerald's shoulders right now. He's saying it's the players, the players, the players, the players. 
which tells me he has confidence in the coaching. But you wonder, how long is that going to last? How long is that going to last? Can they turn it around? What's the plan B? Tortorella's name has been thrown around in the Rumorville. Not Rumorville. Rumor Mill. But right now, I still don't think it's a lack of talent, folks. It's a lack of playing like a team. You know, there's some individual players this year that has been a surprise. VC, Siegenthaler, I, I think I think they played very well so far this season. I think the problem is the team can't put together 60 minutes. Hence, what did I just say? Team. They haven't played a team concept in a very long time right now. And I think that's the problem. You cannot rely on individual efforts. They relied on Andreas Janssen. Andre Johnson is what we call here on the Let's Go Devils podcast. Till the well dried up. He's been slumping, and so have the Devils. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. Goaltending has been so inconsistent this year. Is Mac Black, Mackenzie Blackwood, the right goaltender for the New Jersey Devils? You have to ask these questions. Been hurt a lot. Been shoulder and low. Have been hurt a lot. I like Mac Black. I'm ho- I'm rooting for Blackwood. But maybe he's not the guy. Could it be Nico Dawes? Could it be Akira Schmid? Gillies, I'm not sure. I think Gillies is just a fill-in, but you never know. The Devils need to get that figured out. But I think Siegenthaler has been such a good player. Those are the type of players that I want to see the Devils get. Consistent players. Hard-nosed players. A player that makes a mistake, makes up for it in other ways, and forgets about the past. Siegenthaler has a pretty, he's a pretty even keel player. He plays hard. And that's what, that's, if you want to build an identity, that's what you need to build on. You want to play hard every night. You want to play 60 minutes every night. And Siegenthaler's eaten up a lot of ice time with all the players on COVID protocols, Ryan Graves, P.K. Subban, Christian Jaros, like, he has been playing very, very well. Uh, Bassett Guy says, Sam, if you were to make one trade at the deadline, who would you bring in or who would you trade away? Good question. Although I think it's a little too early to say. Are the teams buyers or the teams sellers? I think they're sellers right now. Right now, I would only hate to say it, we're near nearing Christmas. We got to start looking at the draft. I think the Devils need to get more picks. More picks, more picks, more picks. Good picks, good quality picks 
But they need goaltending. They absolutely need goaltending. I the jury's out on Schmeed and 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 Dawes. If they can become that NHL goaltender. But I, I will say, a little off topic here, if you I know we're here on the Woo Report, episode 147, but the Fischler Report on the Hockey News, anybody see that article? Stan Fischler, good friend of the podcast, 89 years young, Stan Fischler wrote, uh, to hell with the butterfly goaltenders. Start standing up. I'll tell you what, butterfly goaltenders have shorter careers, have more problems. Jonathan Bernier. Example, a lot of stress on the groin, a lot of stress on the hips. But to answer Bassett Guy's question, you know what, right now, right now I think it's all about draft picks. I don't think one player can have such an impact on this team where they'll start winning. But I think, but I think the Devils, in the offseason, off season need to start bringing in some veteran leadership. But, you know, Tatar was, you know, again, he's now playing better, but I don't know if he's the answer. Hence, old school Marty says Craig Best. Yeah, I mean, Marty Berdour. Why Marty Berdour's longevity was so great is because he was a hybrid goaltender, mostly stand-up. When the butterfly, just to give you every once in a while, they, they give you a different look. Reflex is great. He was a big, big goaltender. Not as big as Mackenzie Blackwood, but still above average size. One of the great things about Marty Berdour was he was the best goalie for the system, for the trap, because he was able to keep himself awake when he needed to be. But also, he didn't give up rebounds. He didn't have to work as hard because he didn't give up rebounds, and he could play the puck. So he faced fewer shots. Plus, you know, he was a third defenseman back there because he could play the puck. Heck, they invented a rule because of Marty Burdor. That stupid trapezoid that still exists today. Marty Burdor was very efficient as a goaltender, didn't give up rebounds, was a stand-up. Also, with a little luck, he was very, very durable during his time with the New Jersey Devils. You know, also the defense was great, but again, great goaltenders. You know, there were times, remember the good old days when Barty Berdour wouldn't face a shot for 15 minutes in the middle of the game, and then he would face three straight shots. And high danger shots. But he was still awake. Because he was always mentally prepared. And was always mentally focused. And he also had a great temperament. As a goaltender. To laugh things off. And not take things too seriously. Hence remember. 2003 Stanley Cup Finals. Where he scored on himself. Not a big deal. We'll just win the series. I'll have have to pitch another couple shutouts. Or pitch a shutout in game seven. And those are the type of goaltenders you're going to need. 
I want. Rooting for Mac Black, but I'm not so sure if he's the right one. But right now, he's the only one you can really go to reliably at the moment. Craig, as I read Marty's book, anyone else read it? Yeah, I read Marty's book. I love the part where he says, I hate the Rangers, and so does Lou. I have to find that page. But yeah, that's one of the greatest quotes in that book. Patrick, would you move Zaka at the deadline then? No, I wouldn't move him just yet. I think he'll have more value down the line in the future if the Devils still suck. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, well, thank you for joining me on the Woo Report. I'll try to keep it going. Try to keep the guys in line. But we will have the state of the fan address, Nick Villano, and I, Nick Villano, PucksandPitchforks.com. We will be having our podcast tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, during this pause. We'll try to keep you entertained. You keep it here because that's what we do. We're Devils fans. We love our Devils. Doesn't matter if it's pause, the mandates. We'll still love our team. We'll be back tomorrow. Till next time. This is the Woo Report. Let's go Devils. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.